Investing insights with Right Property Group. Exploring trends in real estate and helping property investors gain financial security. Hey there, everybody. Steve Waters and Victor Kumar back for the second last podcast of the year, Vic. Yeah, it has flown, hasn't it? Hasn't it been just one long day? Mm-hmm. That's the way I describe 2021. It's yeah. just one long day. Those on the East Coast would know what I'm talking about, or specifically Melbourne and Sydney, but all the guys and girls from the West Coast or even Brisbane uh, have done it pretty easy compared yeah. to us. I think for Sydney siders and uh, Melbourne arts, this is the year of the great fatigue. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I was talking to someone the other day about that, just saying I I think there's going to be – this Christmas holidays, I think people are just going to want to break Switch off between their ears. Yeah. yeah, there's been so many – components clearly over the last couple of years but i think this year's been harder yeah it for has most been hard because yeah. it was actually 2022 reloaded wasn't it in yeah. terms of the lockdown yeah, yeah. probably worse mm. especially for sydney because we really didn't have a lockdown yeah, until this year yeah. it was a clayton's lockdown <laughs> uh but poor old victoria or melbourne in particular yeah longest lockdown in the world it's a pretty good yeah. title to have mm. but definitely been a massive year and this is as i mentioned the second last podcast of the year and today we thought we'd talk about clearly what's happened mm-hmm. uh, and those major events and some not so major and some not so obvious but how they'll shape 2022 and beyond yep. and then for the last podcast of the year we'll give our predictions on what will happen and where but that'll and be the next podcast in 2022 as well yeah absolutely so, before we do that, quick market update, Vic, yes. because it is it is so dynamic. Yeah, absolutely, uh, it is. Yeah. So, absolutely tell me, what have you been finding in the market? So, definitely more stock on the market. Uh, uh, the the urgency or the frantic selling seems not to be there. So, the properties are sticking a little bit longer on the market. There definitely isn't any price reduction as such, but instead of selling within the day of it being listed, the, the property sticks around for a week week and a half uh, before the vendors are able to get their price. Yeah. yeah, And it's it's a bit more, uh, I think, um, uh, a, um, uh, a direct derivative of what's actually happening in the market where, where buyers are coming in now, they've got more choice. So they're making multiple offers on mm. multiple properties and they're saying, which whichever one sticks, I'll take it. So uh, that's why these properties are tending to stick a little bit longer on the market, uh, but definitely the market is still very much buoyant at the moment. Yeah, we're being quite, General, mm. yeah, because yes. otherwise it'd be a four-hour podcast That's to talk right. about the different types <clears throat> of markets throughout Australia. But I agree that it's definitely a more liquid market mm. now. And I know some people would argue that point saying, well, it's always been liquid over the last six months because things were flying out the door. And that's true, but it was only liquid on one side of the equation yes. being the seller. Uh, now it's liquid for the buyer, meaning that there is more choice, as you mm. indicated, uh, and that they do have a little bit more time up their sleeves, but also... Once again, better choice, more choice. Yeah. And they're not having to – the element of FOMO is is now starting to recede mm-hmm. out of the market. Uh, and in some cases, you might even argue that some areas, the sellers have got a bit of a FOMO scenario happening Correct. as well, saying, well, I wish I should have, I could have sold mm-hmm. six months ago. It would have been easier. Now it's, you know, et cetera, et cetera, That's et cetera. Right. Yeah. So just a uh, recent report that was released uh, where they're saying that uh, apart from Sydney and Canberra, the listings actually starting to slow down a little bit in the lead up to Christmas, which is a normal phenomenon, right? Because if you look at it from a logistics point of view, you've got to 
list the property. So in other words, sign this selling agreement. Then you have to order the searches and um, get the contracts ready, get the photographs done, load it onto uh, realestate.com and domain and launch the property. And seeing that at the time of recording this podcast, we are what, two and a half, three weeks away from Christmas. Um, most people are choosing to say, you know what, the solicitors will be away from the 17th onwards. Even if I find a buyer, there's that lull period of two, maybe three weeks. I might as well wait till January and launch it at that point in time. And hopefully I can catch the wave of the New Year's resolution as well. Yeah, definitely. Because it, best case, it's a month before yeah. you make the decision mm. to actually getting a property on the market. Yeah, which is a great um, uh, analogy as to, um, or an indicator as to why property isn't that liquid because it, it's a slower moving piece, right? From the time that you actually decide to sell, mm. it usually takes up to a month to actually be ready, market ready to Correct. sell. Yeah, mm. and there's different variances of that yeah. and different states take longer and and what have you. But generally speaking, the market is more liquid now in, in our opinion. Mm. Uh, as I said, there's more choice. I think the stupidity for the most has come out of the market yep. on both sides being selling and purchasing. In fact, the agents are, <clears throat> the agents are gonna have a real problem uh, over the next six months or thereabouts having to Adjusting. condition their mm. sellers or their vendors yeah. uh, because the vendors or sellers have seen the market ramp and perpetuate and get silly prices. And mm -hmm. so potentially sellers might think, well, my property is worth this, you know, a trillion. And the agents for the last six months probably would have said, okay, well, let's give that a go. Yeah, watch the doomsayers came out saying there's a market Correct. crash because it's not selling. Yeah, days on market. Yeah. And, but anyway, the, 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 the agents are gonna have to condition the vendors, but they still want the listings. Mm -hmm. So they'd probably agree with the seller initially to get the sales contract yep. and then start to in our language condition them mm. to a more marketable uh position yeah which the which the buyer will dictate that's right yeah that's right and, and the, the traditional words they use is the market has spoken or the market has given feedback yeah, uh, yeah it's actually uh, this is in our jargon we call it buying the listing correct yeah promise them the world and then Crunch them down. Change the parameters <laughs> as the ink dries. Yeah. It, uh, when we say our world, not us, but just in what we have to deal with every, uh, every day. So I think the, I think the, the market will, will soften. Mm. And I know we're slinking into next week's or next end of two weeks podcast, but I do think the market will soften. Now, that I want to be clear that that doesn't mean it will go backwards. It just yeah. means that the rate of growth will start to get back to normality. Yes rather than the dizziness that we've happened. Mm. And to be honest with you, that's what we want. Exactly, we want a bit of stability. Yeah, we don't want the, the large vertical growth, mm. believe it or not, because there has to be a catch up yeah. or a catch down uh, somewhere else. So let's talk, so that's the market update. Mm. Everything is still the same, except there's a bit more liquidity. Correct, uh, and things are still selling quickly. Um, but the auction results are still strong, even mm -hmm. though I've noticed that the media sort of slammed last week's auction results saying there's been a massive drop, but it's still above average. Yeah, exactly it is. Yeah, it's just uh, to play on data, mm -hmm. so to speak, which ties into, I think it was last podcast or mm -hmm. the podcast before that around be careful of the data and understand the truth behind it. But today we wanted to, once again, we wanted to talk about those major, mm -hmm. obvious, and maybe some not so obvious things that have happened over the last 12 months. Yep and how it will affect the market going forward. So the big one is clearly COVID, mm. Delta, lockdowns. And that's had an amazing 
uh, effect to clearly worldwide economies, Australia's economies, personal economies, yep. uh, and the like. But the big thing for me between 2021 and 2020 uh, was the the difference, or the major piece was the finishing of the mortgage monitorium, mm-hmm. um, the slowdown in JobKeeper, uh, but the amplification of job creator. Yes. And people's war chests that they'd created during 2020 and maybe early 2021 didn't end up being necessary. Mm. And like, they were itching to spend it. But they were itching to spend it. And whatever the, whatever the asset class or the white goods or you know, whatever it may be, those war chests were full. And when people's war chests, in other words, bank money in the bank, offset, whatever it is, when they've got it, it makes them feel good between the ears. It's a wealth effect, mm. essentially. Uh, and they feel secure. And I believe that's why, or well, one component anyway, that's why we're starting to see inflation creep up. Yep. We're starting to see uh, supply bottlenecks across the world mm-hmm. uh, and the like. But that's been one of the major things for me, and that will definitely have an effect over the next couple of years. Absolutely. So if we, even though we're talking about 2021, we've got to talk about 2020 mm. as well, right? Because what happened was that this was a new thing that hit the market a la COVID and people weren't sure how it was going to pan out. Uh, no one did. No one did. And um, uh, initially they were very hands off. Let's watch what's going to happen before we jump back in. So 2020 uh, in the early days, so the, probably the first three quarters of 2020, a lot of people did sit on the sidelines. But then the FOMO effect crept right back in. It also given the fact that the mortgage moratoriums uh, helped them create a bit more of um, liquid cash as well. And people jumped back into the market in the droves, um, uh, fearing about missing out on the growth. Mm. And so one of the things that that has panned out in 2021, which will perhaps manifest itself in 2022, 23, maybe up to 25, is the fact that people have gone in and bought for the sake of buying. Um, Money is really cheap. The uh, FOMO effect is very much there. You've got a lot of disposable income because you couldn't spend it anywhere else. Uh, so they've jumped in, they've maxed out uh, their borrowing capacity, they've maxed out their affordability, uh, not from a bank's perspective, but from a household perspective. From a personal. Yes. Uh, and um, now, as the mortgages change and as the market starts shaping up and, and the psyche of the investor changes as well because um, you know, you're know you seeing a perceived slowdown in the, in the market, um, you will see people that will start, in, in your terms, become the resentful investor mm. and start resenting the properties they've bought because everyone else, ha- everyone else has had growth, I haven't had growth. Yeah. So your turn would come, if provided the foundations are right and the fundamentals are right, the turn will come. Mm. I mean, one can only look towards Brisbane where uh, you know, just a short four years ago, people were saying, you know, Brisbane's bad, no growth, it's, it's never gonna grow to now it's the flavor of the month. It's the hot market. Mm. It's, you know, it, it really is the flavor of the month. But you, you mentioned like the war chest and I was talking about building them up via these different different mechanisms, mortgage monitorium. You mentioned a very important part too, that nobody could spend it. You mm. couldn't go anywhere. Um, and that goes all the way down to fuel, tolls, holidays, clothes, eating out. You know, it all accumulates mm. into your bank account. Perhaps uh, the only thing that went up was the liquor bill, alcohol. Yeah. Yes, well, not in your household. <laughs> it's, uh, 
How Maybe you, the carver. How, I was about to say, how did you get your carver? Like that would have been. You know what? People find innovative ways. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, and I'll leave you to that. <laughs> did you like create mud bricks? <laughs> <laughs> those that have had carver will know what I'm talking about. Um, so as those war chests built, that in itself is a form of liquidity, even though inadvertently you created liquidity being yes. that sort of capital, which is one of the things we talk about all the time, mm. about be liquid, be liquid all the time. So could you imagine if you had have had, let's call it experience, and 2020 unfolded and eventually, as you imagine, we'll go back mm. when it first happened, everybody across the world was, well, what is this? Yeah. Yeah. Is this, is it real? Are we all going to die? How long will it be? Will the economies collapse and we'll go into these mm. major depressions and recessions and what have you? But imagine if you knew with a degree of certainty that this will wash out mm. and that you were in a position, as many people were, via liquidity, via security, by income, to then purchase at the beginning of 2020. Yeah. Yeah, you know, one of my secret fantasies is um, Back to the Future. You know how the this guy is a different had the type almanac. of podcast. <laughs> this is PG. <laughs> you know how that guy had the almanac and he could go back and predict the because he had the um, the uh, races mm. all mapped out. Mm. He was making a mozart because he was picking the right winners, right? If only we could have that for property. Well, it'd be nice. Mm. It'd be Back to the Future. Yeah. It, uh, <laughs> but. But there were, there were a handful of us yeah. that were saying at the beginning of COVID, in fact, we did release yep, we a did. video uh, saying, look, this is history repeating itself, albeit different trigger points, mm. as we've discussed before, but this is how it will potentially roll out. Yeah. And not because we're the smartest people in the room at all, but we've seen the cycle many times. Different shapes and forms, but still Correct. the same metrics. Correct. And if we go back and let's look at what happened, just and then it'll be so obvious so clearly, the, as we mentioned, the liquidity factor, so the, mm -hmm. the monitorium, the decreasing of the cost of money, the loosening of credit policy, job security mm -hmm. for many, yep. not, for, not for all, unfortunately, and we won't even talk about health. So we've got liquidity, cost of money decreasing, and uh, rents e increasing, ease of ease of uh, credit policy, mm -hmm. rents increasing in some areas, but not initially because of the yep. you, know, you, you weren't allowed to mm -hmm. essentially, uh, and then the big one, every state and territory, throwing government grants yes out to people, like if you just, which was pretty obvious to us at the time, this is what will happen. Mm. But if for those that are listening and saying, well, you know more luck than good management. Not really. When you yeah. have all those components come together, and let me tell you, it's not the first time that it's happened. Yeah. It's just that COVID was the trigger. Correct. Yeah. And the the consequences or the, the effect is what we have today. But even if you go back further to 2016 and 2017 with APRA pulling the handbrake, mm -hmm. that also played a part into where we are today with yeah. the lack of accommodation or the, the lack of housing uh, or accommodation and mm. undersupply of a lot of areas. So you actually had probably nearly a dozen components coming together mm. to In create- the perfect storm. To create the perfect scenario. Mm. But once again, it's not the first time. Yeah, you, all you've got to do is have a look back at GFC. Correct. Right? I know that um, there'd be a lot of people that do remember the GFC. Um, 
when it initially came in, it was all doom and gloom, and the media was having a absolute heyday, saying, you know, this is this is the end of the financial world as Correct. we know it, right? Correct. To a degree, that was true because people became a little bit more cautious. But with every adversity, there is a wealth transfer. Well, this is this is where people that are um, well informed, prepared, and willing to shut out the digital noise benefit from these sort of scenarios good point because that's the difference between this and the jfc that's right is the yeah. digital noise uh, which i'll get to in the minute but you're right one person's risk is another person's opportunity that's true. and whether it be the jfc even you go back further to 2000 ish i think it was mm -hmm. 2001 i should know uh with the basically the invention Lodox. of the lodoc loan as well as a few other triggers mm -hmm not too dissimilar to what we've just been through and then the GFC in terms of the um, the, the the components to stimulate a market that were implemented mm -hmm. and you had it and you got a result. Then the GFC, you got a result. To yeah. some degree also the election, you got a result. As we say, there's always a crisis. It's mm -hmm. just how big is it and what do you do with it? Yeah, It's the, the part of it. But coming back to the, to the, the digital world, if you will, and as we've talked about before, the way that property is searched today is different from what it was just a mere five years ago. Mm -hmm. Even three years ago, it's differently. But you even go back to pre-GFC and it's, it isn't, almost nothing similar. Yeah. I, I remember you and me going into real estate agent's office and they're pulling out a Levarge folder and flipping through. Oh, I've got this one that's been on the market for three months. I've got this yeah. one that's been on six yeah, months, yeah, yeah. right? And then you see these faded signs on the window. And you knew that the more faded they are, yeah. the, 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 the older they yeah. were and the more potentially negotiable they were if it wasn't just based. That's right. And it was truly relationship-based and knowledge-based, like on-ground knowledge in a sense, because there was no updated iPhone app or phone app mm. to quickly check whether it was sold or not. You had to actually physically talk to someone. Yeah, and the transfer of data took very slow, a lot longer. Mm. Today it's almost instant. So we've got the digital world where it's, it's enabled us over the last, let's call it decade, uh, that has enabled us to be far more educated far more uh, diligent, far more effective. But if we bring it forward to what's just happened in the last 12 months and how the digital world and technology has changed significantly, that'll have a definite effect next year and the year after and forevermore, yeah. have a look at uh, how quickly agents and, and purchasers and sellers have changed in terms of inspections. Mm. So, Contracts, how are they signed now? Yeah, one, one, one point at a time, steal my thunder. <laughs> it's, um, but like, it was unheard of almost mm. before to you know, get a video and make a decision off that. Not that we're fully into that and we believe there's got to be other uh, steps of diligence and bef balances, yeah, yeah. beforehand. But there was even the professional companies doing the videos for the agents and the sellers through to the buyers. So the transaction still happened. In other words, buyers, sellers and agents found a way to make it happen, mm. which has now become somewhat of the new norm yep. over the years. Then to your point around contracts, mm. like because of things like HelloSign, DocuSign, PandaSign and all the other bazillion other document um, facilities, contracts now are done instantly. instantly. Mm. Now that wouldn't have happened no. two to three I mean, years we, ago. Even, even beginning of 2020, we were having trouble getting some agents to accept contracts that we had signed and scanned to them. They wanted Correct. the physical stuff. Correct. And so once again, even though it was always in the pipeline of happening, mm. COVID 
2021 and, and beyond has brought forward a lot of what was ideas and concepts yep. into reality mm -hmm. to make the whole process more streamlined, more effective uh, in, for, in terms of cost and time, mm. uh, which will have a, a very unique effect going forward, yeah. Going forward, which I don't think people can grasp no, how big a no, it so, difference so it'll be. What, what COVID has done is truly brought real estate into the digital age. Into the 21st century, mm -hmm. literally, because it was a bit of an antiquated industry. Yes. There's a lot of yesteryear operators mm. um, and sellers for that matter, because uh, you think about it, just even yeah, the, the elder generation, the baby boomers who probably aren't as uh, cleared up on yeah, tech savvy. And you've got a person saying, oh, you just sign the screen mm. and, and that'll do. But now they've, they've learned, they've accepted it. And then you've got the younger generations coming through. That have never seen anything else. Correct. Yeah. And so I think the tech startups of 2020, 2021 in our space, in the property industry, real estate industry, I think that is going to have a major, major, major effect over next year and the years to, mm -hmm. to follow. So COVID has been kind. Yeah, yeah. So one of the other more important uh, or just as important um, uh, changes that have happened in the investing sphere is obviously the finance and how it's changed from being really loose to slowly tapping the brakes to now you know definite changes in terms of debt to service ratio flagging 90 percent loans interest onlys are going to be a thing of the past in 2023 um so the flow on is that the banks are now starting to independently move their rates as well yeah so let's let's explore that so finance clearly as we mentioned loose and credit policy and rates came down and loosened up at the beginning or probably 2019 end mm -hmm. through to you know, probably early this year. Yep. Then we were break checked mm -hmm. by APRA, which was that psychological card they threw on the table hoping for an effect and it had zero as we said it would. Then you now have the, the narrative, as you've just mentioned, around LVR positions changing, interest-only components uh, changing, and the banks have got to hold more liquidity, uh, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, fixed rates have gone up by 1% mm -hmm. over the last eight weeks. Um, and that's an immense change. A huge change, mm. but no one's talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it hasn't been flagged in the media no. as much. Correct. Um, that's all on the negative side of mm -hmm. things, which will definitely, once again, have an effect over the years to come. Not all negative either. Not sort of stick a fork in your eye negative. Yep. Um, but there's also been some positive changes through credit policy as well mm -hmm. because of COVID. The rates came down. Yes, like that's a that's a banks absolute. were more willing to lend money. The um, to the forefront came different lenders mm -hmm. with different products yes. to accommodate. Uh, there was also more education around finance. Mm -hmm. Yeah, one of the things COVID has done is while everybody was locked at home, or a great deal of the population was locked at home, there was a certain amount of bandwidth for them to be able to educate them. Because as I just pivot for a minute, let's not forget that during the middle of the lockdowns in 2020 and 2021, one of the, the data points we were watching was high intent search activity. Yes. And it was the highest it's been. Ever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's people's minds were were percolating. Mm. And so therefore their, their search criteria, their self-education, um, whether it be listening through podcasts like this or, or courses or whatever it may be, was ramping up because I believe 
COVID gave everybody a wake-up call about the security of their income for mm -hmm. the future. Yeah. yeah. Now, one of the things that, you know, with, with COVID, what's it's truly done, and this is something we've been talking right from the beginning in terms of what re real estate investing really is. What What is investing in the sense? It's actually income replacement. A lot of people talk about wealth creation, talk about how much equity they're going to have, but it should really be focused towards income replacement. And it brought it to the forefront of everyone's mind when 2020 hit. Initially, there was a, you know, uh, a, a um, shudder in the market to say, okay, what's happened? Then 2021, everyone started really looking at, okay, my job security really isn't there. I'm not quite happy doing what I want, uh, what I'm doing right now. I want to do something else. So what can I do? And so the, the focus came truly back towards income replacement mm. via uh, property investment via shares investment. So everyone started looking at, okay, how else can I get other streams of income happening to then either change my career, change my um, methodology of working without, you know, I want to work five days or I want to work seven days, or really, I just want to work two days. So how mm. can I replace that? And that's that's why a lot of people also jumped into the market, really chasing that uh, holy grail of income replacement. Correct. And as you say that, even though I know this is about what happened this year mm. to affect next year and the year beyond. But if we go back just a little bit further, which we touched on before around technology. Yes. And we've mentioned this before, but technology is, has enabled everybody to be an entrepreneur. You could be in the caves of nowhere. And as long as you've got an internet connection, mm. you could be drop, tip, drip, drop shipping T-shirts that you haven't even paid for yet. It's, a, it's allowed people uh, to do better. Yes. There's also a heap of negatives to it as well, mm -hmm. but it has allowed people to be entrepreneurial. And in fact, you can. I was out somewhere the other day and I asked at, at a dinner and everyone was saying what they did and this particular gentleman got asked, what do you do? And he goes, I'm an entrepreneur. That was his title. Mm -hmm. And it was... Seems like a badge everyone wants to wear at the moment. Yeah, it is. It is. A, and I think a lot of people sort of take it a little bit too far, but people want to do better for themselves. And you know, there's all those Gary V's and what have you that talk about side hustles, up hustles, down hustles and all that sort of business. Whichever way you paint it up, people want to do better than what they've been through or what they've experienced. Their goals are bigger. They know that there's the ability there. The education is there. You don't have to pay $75,000 platinum fees per year to get told what the secret is. Mm -hmm. It's there. It is yep. all on the interweb for you to be able to learn. However... Knowledge and execution are two different, Very different things. Two different things. And as I come back one step, the ability of technology, which has been amplified by COVID, for me, is property has become democratized. I agree. It is. Yeah. It is now understood a lot better. There are some people, though, to be fair, that are just buying because they've read on social media that you know, Bill and Mary have made a trillion dollars overnight, mm. uh, and I want a piece of that. Well. They're not in. They're not investing. They're speculating. Yeah. And in fact, they're not even investors. So it's there are those that still chase the holy grail of a quick buck. Mm. And you know, as we all know, property's not that asset type. We'll get bigger wins along the way. That's great. Um, but it's not that type of asset. So property's been democratized for everybody, whether it be via DocuSign and the likes, mm -hmm. contracts, um, pest and building reports. Everything yep. is now available, mm -hmm. not just to the haves. It's even to the have-nots if you want to split it that way. Mm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So um, with with finance changes, and, and uh, this is something that will actually 
as we start as we um uh, mentioned in the beginning how does 2021 shape 22 and 23 one of the key things that it will shape is with these finance changes that are happening you will see some casualties mm-hmm. in 22 and 23 when um these people that have redlined their affordability um i'm not saying redlined their borrowing capacity they've redlined their affordability they get into the market where they can't refinance they can't debt consolidate they uh, and they want to get back to their original lifestyle of you know jetting out to the uh, you know to the bahamas and things like that and they realize that hang on we've committed our money here so mm. there will be a little bit again of shift of wealth uh, people selling down properties um having uh these facebook stories of you know look at me i've made 150,000 profit because i bought during covid and uh, here am i sipping uh, you know pina coladas because i've made this investment uh and you'll have that new wave of catch up investors they'll then jump in and then realize that they can't actually borrow correct because they haven't stacked the deck in their mm. favor maybe the years beforehand yeah yeah doing what it takes at that point like if we even if we just flesh that out a bit further what you're doing right now especially in today's tightening credit environment we know rates are going to go up probably mm-hmm. half a percent over the next year or something like that yeah um but what you're doing now will hold you in good stead or not for next year yes. around finance so something simple you've spent nothing over the last 2 years because you you couldn't no going out and I'm being quite gentle clearly no going out no holidays no fuel no tolls as I mentioned before and so when the banks were looking at your spending habits mm-hmm. you know they're oh yeah this is cool you're not spending anything yeah now we've got a bit of mo- mobility now there's a bit of freedom now there's the revenge spend mm. and then they flesh it out over a year right they they correct and then you go to get a loan in a tightening credit policy environment with higher rates serviceability back end yeah plus now you've got yeah debit 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 mm. because you're enjoying life and everyone's entitled to but it will have a absolute effect mm. on your capacity over the next 12 months yep. without fail and so those that could borrow may be in a position where they can't mm-hmm. or maybe not enough which could be all the difference between being liquid or not yep or purchasing or not uh, or surviving mm. or not so there's big piece of the pie and what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. And I think as you mentioned people who have been looking for the big win and chasing the big win because they saw other people yeah getting a big win um what do they call it the unicorn mm-hmm. yeah they're chasing the unicorn property whereas west give us the workhorse. Yes. I don't want the unicorn. I ah. want the workhorse will be there that'll just yeah. plod forever and ever and ever rather than a flash in a pan mm-hmm. so to speak. Yeah, absolutely. So um there are a few things that people um is as they they um went through 2021 they did in the portfolio one was um quite a few people have actually postponed constructions because mm. the cost has gone through the roof right uh, then next year we're going to see migration hopefully come back to its normal if not higher than normal to catch up so a combination of no construction new migration coming in will then start reshaping where the rental market sits and this is where there will be some people that you know as we're getting into the tail end of this year which we are um if you're setting your uh leases for 12 months 
and the legislation in that state actually allows you to actually do six months. The smarter thing would be to do it for six months because more than likely the rental market will take off in, in select areas, of course. So we've got to put that disclaimer on. Um, it will take off uh, next year as well. So let's let's just sort of dot dot point that. Mm-hmm. So we have a con, uh, a tightening of credit policy, which will hamper people's ability to borrow. Yep, and therefore buy, and therefore buy. So there'll be a reduced number of potential purchases in the market, whether that be investors or homeowners. Side note: you can see the homeowners starting to flee the market yes. now because they can't afford to. You've got international borders, which are scheduled to open up and the treasurer has said we need hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of people every year for the mm-hmm. foreseeable future to aid in recovery. Yep. The cost of construction has gone up, therefore making it harder to construct profitably. Mm-hmm. Values in the valuer's eyes may start coming down as well. Correct. Yeah. Then who's going to supply the accommodation? That's it. Which we've mentioned mm. before. So those little not so obvious components, or 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 yeah, factors of COVID, will absolutely play into the next few years. And yes. as you mentioned, there will be areas where the rents will increase dramatically. Mm-hmm. There'll be areas where the rents, I believe, will soften mm. as well. Depends on the supply coming into that market, right? Especially the unit market in certain pockets, or maybe even some regional areas. Yes. Yeah, that's oh, I agree with that. Regional areas, definitely. Not all. Yeah. Before you hate on us, not all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, and we're not saying that regional isn't a good area to invest. We buy regional. Yeah. yeah. So it's just not all. Mm. Because that's another major component of COVID is the yes. sea change. Sea change. Sea change. It still hasn't it's taken off. No one's taken. Oh, no, yeah. There was one newspaper article that picked it up, but <laughs> didn't go. I think them. you bribed the journal. It was like page <laughs> 76. It's <laughs> one line. So, but sea change and tree change. Mm has definitely been a result of COVID and maybe people's awareness to live life on their terms mm. perhaps yeah. in in conjunction with job security and work from home and da 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 da, mm. da And that's an obviously another major one is the work from home or the blended work environment. All of these things are going to have a major effect yeah. over yeah. the years. In fact, some of them, we, we often mention that, and we did I think a couple of podcasts ago, about data. You know, we live it, we breathe it, we rely upon it like oxygen but a lot of the time we're looking for the sustainable trend before data because that sustainable trend translates into data mm-hmm. and then it becomes well known. Yeah. And the sea change, tree change, whether it be good, bad or ugly, is one of those trends, whether it's sustainable or not, in all areas is yet to be seen. Mm. But even the work from home environment, you know, watch houses start to be built, new construction be built with home offices. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's already a trend now. Yeah, but like in scale, not all areas. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to get it in Burke. No. Um, nothing against Burke. Love Burke, live there. Uh, but, you know, in your metropolitan areas or even those that are in the commutable distances from mm. metropolitan areas and employment, you'll start to see it. Um, therefore, in combination with the cost of construction, you'll see renovations take off. Yeah. Because people won't get the money to borrow the new for the new house. So they'll modify the existing. So they'll modify the existing one. Maybe it's a good time to buy into shares in Bunnings and West Farmers. Mm-hmm. Um, that wasn't financial advice, I was just saying. And Bunnings, if you're listening, you can sponsor the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sponsor <laughs> it on the camera. Like, I'll even put a sticker right here. It's uh, the um, – as long as I get a free sausage sizzle. 
You're so, cheap. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I am very cheap. But so all of these little, little factors mm. are all coming together for a major, I'm not going to call it a shake-up, but it's, it's a, a reshape. It's a reshape mm. of not just the way people think, but obviously the market and not even just our asset class. Mm. And we invest in all asset classes. Property is just our flavour. But all asset classes will be changed yeah. for the short, medium, and in some cases, the long term mm-hmm. without fail. Yeah. And as a forward predictor, which would be a precursor to next, uh, Ooh, ne- next podcast, yep. watch the speculators come out next year. The speculators mm-hmm. in terms of? In terms of I want to catch up. I need to make a quick buck. Uh, you know, I need to rush in. And that combined with the New Year's resolution surge, uh, you watch that happen. Well, let's flesh that out for a minute because that's actually really interesting because when you, when you combine those that are trying to play catch-up, and I'm being quite gentle, with a New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. with maybe the right information in, in front of them or what they digest via the different media platforms, there could definitely be a speculative approach yes. to investing. I also believe, though, there'll be a speculative approach to investing in, on the opposite side. Mm-hmm. People sitting off, backing off. People backing yeah. off or even worse, saying this is the end of the world. Rates are going to triple up. Let's offload. Let's offload. And if you get, if you get enough, enough people doing that, it becomes self-perpetuating. Yes. And, and the media catches on and, the media and it becomes catches, the truth. Yeah, and, and tr- it's self-fulfilling prophecy. Either way, up market or down market or, or no market. Yeah. But I actually believe, and this is a bit of next week's or week after's podcast, I actually believe that there could potentially be a hesitation in the market mm. all for about a quarter, Yeah, one quarter. There's people who sort of sit back and say, okay, what's really panning out? Yeah. There'd be a lot of movers and shakers in the, in the early new year, people moving homes, moving jobs, uh, moving states uh, in that sense as well. So yes, there definitely would be a likely pause in the market. I'm not saying that the market will stop. I'm not saying that the market will will falter in terms of growth, but there would be people taking a hard look at their circumstances. Because what usually happens is humans by nature want to see, they might have a great idea, they might have a great concept, but they want to see social Social proof. proof. So they want to see results before... Yeah, someone else be the guinea pig. Mm-hmm. And then if it works, I'll jump in. Yeah. Yeah. And that's human nature. So, And that creates FOMO. So that was at the beginning of 2020. Uh, as people rationalised and mm-hmm. realised, then a lot of people hung off and then it just gained you know, yep. momentum. We might actually see that... In reverse. In reverse this time. But also that hesitation. People might start to see rents go up. So the commercial aspect of mm-hmm. residential real estate meaning that as the rents go up, the cash flow clearly increases. It becomes more attractive. They'll wait for that to happen to see social proof before they then jump in. So that hesitation in the market might be a sideways movement Mm -hmm. until they see, well, okay, the world isn't imploding or the markets aren't imploding and that there's actually sunshine Mm. and then they jump back in. So it might be a two to Two or three-step market is yeah. my prediction. So I guess, I guess the uh, the listener out there would be thinking, okay, so what do I do? Do I hold? Do I do yeah, buy? What do I sell? What are they talking about, about right? Yeah. Uh, and the reality, the answer to that is this. It depends on your circumstances, depends on your foundations, it depends on your goals. There is money to be made in any market. 
but understand that property is a medium to long-term venture. Yeah. I think what this will do the next four years, five years, it's going to show whose portfolios are fragile or mm -hmm. agile. Ooh, good one. 100%. Mm. It'll happen. Yeah. And you know why? Because it happened last time mm -hmm. and the and time, the time before, before that. Yeah. And the time before yeah. that. So those that are built on solid foundations, whether and everybody's unique, but basically combination of growth and cash flow, mm -hmm. not even just what the portfolio presents, but personally. Yes. And how much more importantly, how much you retain, mm. how liquid you are, that will be Yeah. The you, key you've points. said something really important here, right? So it is not about how much you earn. It's about retain. how much you retain, right? So if for those that have uh, played the uh, rich dad, poor dad board game, cash flow, uh, you'd realize that usually if you get the janitor, you actually win because you, as a janitor, even though you're earning less money as opposed to the surgeon, um, as a surgeon, you had a lot more expenses in, the, in that game. You had a lot more expenses and therefore you, you actually at a, at a disadvantage uh, whereas being a janitor, you had less expenses, so you're able to retain a lot more money and therefore invest into far better assets. I'm smiling because I can just see now the emails I get, and you'll get them yeah. as well, from <laughs> well, our doctor and surgeon <laughs> clients going, that's so true. It's, uh, or it might be the other way around. They might yeah. say, you guys know nothing, Jon Snow. It, um, <laughs> <laughs> so essentially what we're doing is we're, as investors, take away all the noise. Yep. That's, that's critical. Take away the noise. Yeah, and just know that it's long-term, as we all keep saying, because it is that important. And essentially, you're looking to create a strategy mm. to bridge the gap from where you are now to where you want to be. Yes. And that won't be an overnight mm -hmm. scenario. Yes, you will get wins along the way, above and beyond your wildest expectations, but it'll annualize average out yeah, yeah. over the years. That's right. What, one of the things that I had put up on our Facebook page a while back was a saying from Tony Robbins, uh, which is people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in a decade. Mm. And uh, if you really wanted to drill down as to what Steve and I mean, uh, go back to a couple of our podcasts and listen to our Design Your Decade, uh, where we map out uh, the process of actually investing for the medium to long term and how you can actually replace your income using property. It's probably one of our most popular mm. episodes is around that designer decade and it's something that we're always asked about. Well, what does it mean and how do you do it? And So go back to the podcasts. I think there was two parts Yes, uh, to listen to it. And we might, might have even done a couple of Facebook lives. Mm. I can't remember. But um, it's a, such a useful tool because a decade is a long time. It is a very long time. And it's also a great time to reshape your mindset and the processes on where you want to be. It doesn't mean in 10 years you're going to reach you know, the holy grail of life. Mm -hmm. It just means you'll be well on your way yep. with some sound, fundamental, process-driven steps mm. and some attitude Yeah, yeah, in Justin Herald's book, as he would say. All right. That was a long-winded thing about next year? It was. Yeah. I don't even know if we... Did we even touch the subject? We didn't even scratch it. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, but clearly there's been so much, mm. so much. And you know, as we said in the beginning, some of it's obvious, some of it's yeah. not so obvious. But that's the that happens every time. Mm. And the next couple of years will just, I believe, will be just as exciting as the last couple and the couple before that and the decade before that. It'll just be different. Yeah. That's all it is. That's right. And 
you're in a position to be able to take advantage of that, whatever that looks like to you in whatever the asset class is to you, then well done. But mm. you need to be starting now. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, tune in to our next podcast within the next fortnight. But before that, uh, if, you, if you're listening to this now, um, go back to our Facebook page, uh, l- uh, listen and watch our Facebook lives. We'll have one last one um, uh, within the next week. And um, once, uh, once you've um, uh, listened to the podcast, my suggestion is to go backwards in time to see historically um, how we've predicted the market, not from a what's the property going to do, but how you can shape your portfolio based on the market to have a medium to long-term view in property. Do you know what the interesting thing is? How long have we been doing the podcast for? Six years now. Thereabouts. And, but but yeah. even before we did the podcast, or actually even during the podcast, before COVID, we held, held what was called right on track meetings. So mm-hmm. whether it was Melbourne or Sydney, we'd get together physically yep. uh, with whoever could make it in different areas of Sydney and uh, Melbourne. Live event. We do that every fortnight. And that's been doing 15 years mm-hmm. or, or thereabouts. Yes, it's a long time. It's um, Showing your age. Your age. It's, uh, but our message has not changed yep. since day one, 15, 20 years ago, mm. through to today. Through all those different cycles, yep. we still talk about the same things even when others aren't mm-hmm. because it may not be as sexy. Yeah, yeah. So the methodology has uh, you know, withstood the test of time. And um, uh, the reason it's done that is because it's a fundamental, simplistic approach, taking away all of the fluff and going down to, you know, the the nitty gritty of it to say this is how it needs to be done. In fact, we even did a podcast, I'm sure we did, or was it a Facebook Live, now that I say that out loud, on the worst mistakes we've ever Mm -hmm. made. So we're quite happy to talk about the biggest mistakes we've ever made. In fact, the one that, actually, I'm not going to put the mock on it yet. I might have solved my biggest mistake. (laughs) It's... um, but it's it's important to share those mistakes yeah. because we tried something that didn't work. Mm. Even over the test of time, that was still crap. Yeah. Um, but we're happy to share those as well. So go all the way back. And in fact, there's a lot of people that binge listen to the podcasts. Christmas is a good time. We might release uh, some over the Christmas period and the New Year's period just to let everybody know where they are, I mm. guess. And as you mentioned, we've got one more Facebook Live. We've got one more podcast, which will be some, somewhere towards the end of the month. Um, and that's where we're going to talk about the predictions for next year. Not necessarily around the markets, so don't get too amped up about that. It's just about how we see things fleshing out uh, and the ramifications, whether it be good, bad or ugly, and therefore the market as well. Mm-hmm. We'll see you then. If you could, though, just leave us some feedback. We really do appreciate it. There's a lot of people behind the scenes and we all get a kick out of it. Uh, so give us... Thumbs up. I was going to thumbs up. Wrong platform. Uh, give us a st- rating stars, uh, one or five, whatever you think is fair, uh, because once again, it does mean a lot to us. And we will see you and talk to you in the next few weeks. The information featured in this podcast is general in nature, does not take into consideration your financial situation or individual needs and should not be relied upon. Before making any investment, insurance, tax, property or financial planning decision, you should consult a licensed professional who can advise whether your decision is appropriate for you.